Took your fucking time, dude. Goddamn. We know you're talking about Craig, but let's pretend you're talking about the listener. Podcast been live for days. Why weren't you there the moment we put it out? Hey, look, I can I can switch it around. I can show you the back camera. Like I'm actually this jar of cream. Ah, what's inside the jar? It, it it was it was a very solid looking cream, but mm-hmm. because of the sun and the heat lately in Ireland, it's uh it's now like liquefied. Yeah, so it's now like this, like nice. yeah, <laughs> it's now Typical. like this, like yogurt in a jar, which is uh, awful. Even when one of the presenters isn't a human, it's still a bunch of white guys. So much <laughs> The big surprise is, I was not a jar at all. Wow. It is me. We're, we're 20 seconds into the podcast already. We've had a twist. Yeah, that's right. I'm M. Night Shyamalan, baby. What you expect from the expected, you have to expect the unexpected. Woo! M. That's not even another movie. Yeah. And it's yeah. Lovely, isn't it? And it's supposed to be shit. And everyone got excited when he released that movie Split. And it was like, oh, it's so okay. He's good, baby. And then he's releasing like, two or three shit movies movie since then. Yeah, old. Which, which one? Uh, it looks garbage. Is that this? It's about a beach or something that ages people, right? I've only yeah. seen like trailers and that one picture of like someone with a young leg and an old leg on a beach but i didn't notice that first because like it's a fairly subtle skin detail unless you're actually looking at it so i was just like oh it's it's a movie about a holiday they're just like gonna go to the beach yeah it's uh it's they rapidly age on the beach and like they were like i I think the main cast were like six years old at the start of the movie and then they're like adults because they've aged up super rapidly on this beach or whatever look it's an m night Shyamalan movie if you're going and expecting anything then go in expecting it to not be very good (laughs) that looked like like such a pile of dog shit that went last wednesday last wednesday this day last week when i was in galway by myself with nothing else to do except hang around a hostel because the surf was crap and I fancied doing something else. I deliberately went to the cinema for something to do. And the only movie where there were tickets left was that particular piece of shit looking thing. And instead I turned around and went back and went away and just walked the streets for two hours instead. <laughs> you would literally rather watch random people than you would watch that. In fairness, movie. you saved yourself yep. two hours and 15 quid. So it wasn't a bad afternoon. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> that was probably the better choice, to be honest. And I think yeah. I think the other the other options, the only option, other options were um, Suicide Squad and whatever the other film that's on at the moment is. Probably yeah, Black Widow. The, pur- the Purge. A oh, Black Widow, you can forget about it. There were no tickets for that. Oh. You're not going to see Suicide Squad. That looks good. Well, su- no, Suicide Squad was full as well. Like all the other uh, shit, all the other shit tier films were completely full up. I've heard but- it's good. Yeah. Well, look at the cast. Like, it has to be half decent. Uh, do, but the last people, one had a watch great cast. <laughs> people watch anything with an ensemble cast. And, the, la- you know. <laughs> the last Suicide Squad movie, which I guess was supposed to be Suicide Squad 1, and this is Suicide Squad 2, slash also a reboot, I guess, kind of, because they really don't know how to make movies over at DC. Huh. Um, that also had a great cast. and But also, it's like, yeah. I just I don't I don't want to watch your movies. I I like the actors and actresses. I just don't like your movies. They don't. Uh, it's like Jason. Does the original Momoa. have a good cast? Will Smith's the, in it. The, the Will, Smith. Has, Will Smith has a, Will Smith's shit though. Really? Like, I know. The last time he's, he's in a good movie. I literally that Margot Robbie one where black. he's a con man. What was the, the fucking con man movie where he stars opposite Margot Robbie? Great movie. Never heard of this. What's it called? 
I can't remember. I'm gonna do the Mario. I bet it's called. I bet it's called Switch. <laughs> Pickpocket. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Turn them over now. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, that's just how much impact it had on you. I should remember. I've seen the movie twice, and I liked it both times. But I don't. I can. I can never remember the title. He's good in it. Margot Robbie's very good in it. Imagine Will Smith was in Snatch. Okay. And just she's well, just mean, one of the. He's Vinnie Jones, or he's Brad Pitt. Who cares? Just oh, like bit part. Imagine, imagine he's Vinnie Jones in the X Men, so he's actually the Juggernaut. <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome. I my problem, my problem. You like dogs? It's just his <laughs> his keys in the movie. You know, in the sense that like it's never he's never playing a character. He never lets himself be in anything slightly awkward. It's always it's a Will Smithy type role. And yeah. then whenever, whenever like he seems like he's going outside of that and he's playing some sure or anything, the movie is something like fucking Beyond Earth or whatever, or whatever that. Well, and I that have, Shyamalan shit film was to come full I circle. A, I have a theory that certain actors do a film that breaks them, and then they're that character forever. Look at Keanu Reeves, okay? Matrix Two rolls around, and he has been broken ever since the second Matrix movie. Like he's he just he's just Neo in every film. And I mean, it works for uh, John Wick, but it doesn't work for any other film. The only other film it works for when he has this new like delivery that he does ever since the mid two thousands is uh, what's that Netflix one where he plays the boyfriend, the Asian girl's boyfriend? Oh, uh, always be my baby. Yeah, that one. That's that one's really though. that's great because his delivery and like acting really works for him in that. Well, I think I think just certain movies break people. I think they do a movie and then they're never the same again. Look at Bill and Ted and then look at Matrix 2. It killed him. He has been the same person since Matrix 2. That was Matrix 4. Is he not just not a great actor, though? Like, I mean, he's in Dracula and he's supposed to be someone who's English. And he, he sounds, it sounds like a comedy accent. Like, it sounds like someone from Modern Family or something has deluded themselves into doing an English accent on stage. And you're supposed to laugh at them. <laughs> wait, did, that, did Dracula come out before or after the Matrix 2? Uh, way before. I think like a decade before. See? So he was broken. Look at the range he had. He was trying to play an English actor beforehand, and then he never tried to play anyone else ever again. Because he broke. I guess, or maybe he just was like, you know what? This is what I can do. Because... I don't think that we need any more movies that start to do that accent. Look at Speed and then look at Matrix 2. Broken. Bro- different man altogether. Completely different human being. My favorite part yeah. of Speed is 24 miles per hour, which is exactly what this week's episode is, baby. Episode 24. Woo! We have made it. Where were you guys at 24? Where was I at 24? Fuck, that's way too long. It's much longer ago than I thought it was. Yeah, that's college true. studying with me. That's true. Steve and I would become buddies. Twenty-four yeah. years old, came back to Ireland, and I thought, man, all this troubles behind me, never gonna have issues here again. And whew, was I right on the money? All I had to do uh, was get through five years of trash. <laughs> and you were stuck. And you were stuck making friends with me as well. We'd already been friends. <laughs> <laughs> we almost never talked I don't think we ever talked before the, more than like five minutes before we met in the street that one day I mean, I mean in fairness the, 
Do you really need to talk more than five minutes? Uh, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> I was just like, I know that guy from school. <laughs> yeah, you're with uh, you're with Megan or Meg yeah. or Megan or I don't know how these people like to pronounce themselves anymore. I just fucking I've, I I'm not good at this stuff. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, and then we now we're now we're on a a, a podcast sequel, if you will. Mm-hmm. So you can Part tell two. that in, in the past, since from twenty four on, it really went downhill for everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone was working and studying, and now all of a sudden we're trapped in this endless cycle. Hello, internet. Also, yeah, we've upsetting. got up to subscribers again. Yeah. Welcome, welcome to the team. How many subscribers do we have now, Adam? It's very hard to tell. It's we have a. We have several hundred that listen regularly, and then it's it's almost impossible to tell because there's five million different streams everywhere, and trying to get a good answer from anyone that owns any of these things is like impossible. Like it's iTunes, not- iTunes will tell us, "Hey, no one has listened to this podcast this week," and I'll go, "Okay, that's fine." And then iTunes will come back and they'll be like, "Hey, your listenership is up three hundred percent in the past two days." And I'm like, "From zero to zero? Like what? What is we talking about? What is the listenership?" And then they'll go, "Oh, we couldn't possibly tell you that." And it's like, oh, "Okay, I don't." Could we do like? Could we do like a, a curious cat or uh, an ask me anything and actually just try and find out what on earth compels people to listen to our podcast? Sure. Yeah. If you're out there, would you please write to us or tweet at us or what other, what other forms of contact do we have, Adam? Well, you can go through the website. There's a comment section on every page of the website. We've got Twitter. Mm-hmm. We've got Instagram. We've got personal Twitters and Instagrams. We've got shit yep. everywhere. Take your pick. Tweet. Tweet at us, uh, even if it's abusive. We don't care. Um, tell us, tell us what you th- think of the show. <laughs> Did, really, I'm dying to know who who the hell am I broadcasting to? And also, I mean, we'd love to know because we'd love to tailor the show to the people that listen regularly. Yeah. We're obviously doing something right. People keep coming back, so we'd like to give you more of what you want. Do you want more swearing? Oh, fuck yeah, dude! Fuck yeah, they want more swearing. Or do you want less swearing? Please, you can tell us that. Do you want us to go back to bleeping every swear word in the episode? That is not happening. But you can ask for it anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's not happening. We did that for uh, two, and then we decided that uh, never again. So that was uh, that's gone. To be fair, if we were swearing that much to begin with, then we probably weren't skewing PG anyway. Yeah, nope. I... I uh... I laugh every single week when iTunes asks me, hey, is this an explicit podcast? And it's like, nah. Could be. <laughs> nah, nah, fam, this one's good. <laughs> the, other, the other 20 of them? Yeah, those are, those are real bottom of the barrel. But this one, this one's good. You know, when, when the title... Our Lord Jesus Christ. When the title coming in is Teeny Weeny Hitler and you have to ask me, is it explicit or not? I think we're good to go on the tags there, man. You can, you can tag me. That's all right. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Well, shout out to our listeners. It's all good. Keep coming in. Also, they listen to almost all of it. Our, the amount of people that start and then fully stream an episode is extraordinarily high. So I don't know. Maybe they don't want anything to change. Maybe they do. Who knows? Not us. <laughs> I can tell you that for sure. We definitely do not. Dan, hit us up uh, with a topic. All right. My topic is quite relevant to what we were doing when we were 24 backwards, which was I saw a fucking cat of druids the other day. Um, it reminded me of when I would drink Druids when I was, you know, 16, 17, 18, because it was the cheapest thing going. And I, I, I'm sort of convinced that a and lot of my parents... Went, and then you went off to England and became sophisticated and drank fortified wine instead. No, and I went off to England and found that you could buy uh, things of ale for like £1.50, so I just picked that instead. But let's, not ever, for, let's not forget the sherry. And the sherry. And, and also the sherry. There was a really uh, strong cider, Henry Weston. You get two large bottles of that. Oh, that's like great. 
And like just <laughs> really two rounds of that would, would fuck you up. Would just, I'm convinced I I have a lot more humiliations than I needed to have because I didn't realize how strong the US was until it was too late. Uh, I'm semi convinced that I, I if I can look back and I hear the pictures of there finished my exams without set without embarrassment from remembering how drunk I was the night of of, of celebrating. <laughs> you know, like you, you, we built up the fucking night for months. It's like, yeah, we're gonna finally be free, and I fucking whited out at like ten o'clock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're going to be night. twelve. To be fair, and yeah. My topic then is just more generally about the kind of how you start drinking and the kind of the things you think are like what you end, the, the weird shit you end up drinking and how long you end up drinking it for before you realize actually no this is what I'm drinking this is how I'm drinking like I drank cider for the longest fucking time because it was sweet and because that way it didn't taste like beer but I could still act like I was an adult drinking beer <laughs> okay I consumed so much bulmers. Because I think it was the closest thing to a soft drink I could have was still having to be alcoholic. <laughs> and I think I spent a huge amount, almost at the college doing that. Like, just our, our, our alcohol, spending way too much money on like rum and coke. Uh, with like, yeah. quite, with like way too much coke in it because I just didn't want to taste the alcohol. Yeah. And but I think yeah. eventually what I did was I switched into Guinness because all of that fucking, all of that cheap druids was giving me a burn. I'm convinced a lot of my current stomach issues are because of all the druids I drank. So I, I switched to Guinness, which was much so, so you so you switched to Guinness to solve your to solve your digestion <laughs> troubles related to drinking. Always a tremendous find, choice. I think you'll find Guinness good for you, Steve. That because is true. They do I, say that. They do say that. Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's like drinking rye bread. Which you know, is unfortunately, unfortunately, I'm I'm a high performance athlete, so I can't pass comment on that. The uh, the uh, new Guinness ad they have out now where your man is going like, ah, thank God we have our pubs back or whatever. Uh, if you are that guy, can you reach out to me so I can whoop your fucking ass? Because I am tired <laughs> of that ad. I have never seen a more tone deaf who gives a bollocks ad than that in my life. And I see it at least eight times a day. It comes on YouTube all the time. It's on regular TV all the time. I'm fucking sure there's billboards with the thing on it. I don't fucking, well, we have our pubs back. Fuck off. Do you know how much fucking drink I drank in the last fucking year? I don't need a pub. I fucking I got along okay without it. <laughs> do you think Do you think Guinness hurt more than a lot of beer companies during the uh, lockdown and shit? Because Guinness is only really nice when it's poured uh, from draft, and it's not that great as a can or a bottle. Yeah, I mean, I'm convinced Guinness sold a lot less. Whereas something that gives a shit, you know, it's the same either way. Yeah, probably. I mean, the only person I know, legitimately know, that drinks Guinness out of a can is Rob. Like, I maybe made them, I guess. But like, uh, I might have one out of a can, but. But like, I, I don't know. I I don't that would, that's what I mean. That's I don't know anyone that buys the cans. Like, even even people I know that drink Guinness, lately they've gotten a takeaway Guinness or maybe two takeaway Guinness to start the night, but they wouldn't buy a can or a six pack of Guinness or whatever. So I don't mm. like. Yeah, I'd say they probably did hurt quite a lot. Yeah, because you were saying, oh, yeah, you drank so much at home. And that makes sense to me. I mean, imagine a lot of beer companies it probably went down because I think it's better to whip yeah. yourself up into a full night at home than it is the way in a pub where you go in for two and you stay for 17. But I definitely think, like, it's definitely the pubs obviously couldn't open. They really hurt. But mm. I think a lot of beer companies did basically fine because, you know, people are still just going to keep drinking. 
I mean, in fairness yeah. as well, though, Diageo owns every fucking beer in the world at this point, so I don't think they were too too bad off, if we're going to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I think they probably made it true. Well, one they don't own is uh, one they don't own is Heineken, and Heineken is has an equally sweaty alcoholic ad playing on the radio at the moment. I don't know if there's a oh, TV great. of it. It's just like I heard you were back. Oh, do you remember the wonderful times? Oh, oh yeah, I, there is an ad. There is an ad. Your man's oh. in like a fucking. He's in a bathroom and he's like gonna oh, turn the tap on with his hand, and he's like, oh no, and then he uses his elbows to turn on the taps and stuff. It's I fucking get away. It uh, makes me not want to drink your drinks. <laughs> when you give me this, it makes me not want to drink your drinks. And I, I am, I am, I am wanting to get my vitamin H in. I make sure my vitamin H levels are, are up to optimal levels. <laughs> I heard you were back. Do you remember the good times? Like as if he's, as if he's like trying to get back with his lover. Uh, yeah. Like, what is this? Like fucking N seventeen. I used to love her. Absolute sweaty nonsense. Oh my god, it's horrible. It's it's actually it's actually horrific. It's a it's a horrific it's a horrific and horrifying picture of Irish manhood. Well, like especially that fucking Guinness one. We have some fucking eighteen year old going like, "Oh, come on, we have our pubs back." It's like, "Fuck you." Is that is Barry Keegan? Show me, show me your fucking passport. This kid's not allowed in here, barman. <laughs> <laughs> Get this fucking kid out of here. He's I don't underage. Think I don't think I've seen it. Is it Barry Keegan? I don't know. Dogan? Whatever the fuck. I don't know. I that don't know. Looking, that weird looking are. kid who was in the that weird looking kid who was in the killing of a sacred deer. That that one. The kid, maybe. The kid who could only be Irish. Maybe. Mm. I'll look at it. I, I can confirm. Like Nav and head on him. I'll confirm. I'll try and confirm now. If this breaks everything, I'm I apologize. Let me let me. Well, your screen has gone off, but Craig is still with us, I think. Okay, that's fine. Uh, oh, it is him. Yeah, it is him. Oh god. Fucking. That's fine. That's extra good. Uh 28. Fuck off. 28? Sorry. Fucking my age. He's still failing He's the, the most, challenge, challenge 25. He is the most, most Irish looking person of all time. Yeah. He couldn't both be Irish. Put him, in a looks, flat, put him in a flat cap and send him to a horse fair. He looks like someone that would uh, that would be on This Morning because he had like a fucking music video appearance or something. Yeah. Alright. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I fucking can't stand it. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. As if we need any fucking encouragement to drink. Don't worry, we'll be back in due time. You made all to make all the Guinness into fucking fertilizer last time. You do it again, you'll be fine. The main the main constraint actually in the supply of Guinness throughout the pandemic seems to have been the just shortage of cans. But they'll be they'll be back. They just they were just able to shift their brewing capacity to other brands. Like that's. I mean, I'm sure. Don't get me wrong. I'm sure they made a lot of fucking hop house and a lot of rock shore during the yeah. the past fifteen months. Rock shore's class man. Whatever. Rock shore's class man. Rock shore's class man. Big shout out to our buddy Nathan. <laughs> he got mad at me when I said that. <laughs> I, I showed you. You got mad at me. I was like, "What the fuck? This is your inside <laughs> joke, fucker." Uh, got the whole, uh, got the whole advertising scheme for Guinness already set up there. Just get in yeah. contact with us, Diageo, if you want. Hashtag Rockshow's Classman. Rockshow's Classman. <laughs> they cannot legally use that hashtag unless they reach out to us. I will sue. Sorry, <laughs> now. They have no permission. Oh man, yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I used to drink a lot of beers. I used to drink a lot of beers and a lot of sambuca because I lived in the UK. Mm. So yeah, I sambuca do a lot. was weirdly huge. Yeah, I uh, did. I ever, did I ever tell you guys about a guy I went to college with? Uh, <laughs> he practiced taking shots. How do you practice taking oh, shots? So he <laughs> so, drink it like yeah. So he wasn't good at taking shots. <laughs> 
because he was, it wasn't really a big drinker. Like, you know, he didn't, he didn't really drink before the age of like 18 or 19, whatever age we, we had met him at. Um, so like, he'd have like a beer, you kind of sip on it. But when it came to shots, he was very kind of weird about it. But he told us one time and he was very proud of this. So, I mean, <laughs> it worked, I guess, huh. but he practiced, he was in like, I don't know what shop he was in. He was in like, let's say Tesco, I suppose. And, uh, they had, they had Sambuca there and it was on offer. And so he bought himself a bottle of Sambuca and at home on his own, he yeah. practiced taking shots of Sambuca until he was better at taking the shot. So just for, just for those of us who might like to try this, like how much, some, how much of the Sambuca did he have to consume before he became good at taking shots? Uh, I mean, I, I would assume he drank quite a lot of it. Like, I don't think I've seen a bottle of Sambuca smaller than 700 mils. So, I mean, he probably got through quite a lot. Um, before he was adequately taking shots. <laughs> and right. I mean, in, in fairness, if you're going to practice taking shots, Sambuca is not one to practice with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that's not one to practice with. Do so, do, take one of those other drinks first. Yeah, I, my advice, uh, my advice if, you, if you do want to practice taking shots is don't. Yeah. Don't worry. You have plenty of opportunity. Just um, do a shot or don't. Yeah. And also, if you're if someone you, that's on a night do. out and you do a shot as like a celebratory thing, if you can only do one, that's fine. Just don't do more than one. If you, can't, if you can if you can only do half of it just do half of it if you can only lick the lick the salt and throw the lemon in the face and throw your shot in a pint in a pot plant that pot plant is going to be fine that pot plant is going to live because it's living on sambuca also in the fairness a little cactus and grow more sambuca if you don't want to do the shot you just want to clink the glasses together i am sure somebody like me will take the glass off you and do yeah. the second shot yeah. um, because that has been a long-running trend in my fucking life because i have no off switch so just, i'm just sure little- someone else will take it just do a little sip of it and then hand it to the sweatiest person you can find. They'll be very appreciative. Probably me. Yeah. Even if I'm not in your bar, it'll probably yeah. still be me somehow. <laughs> just, just hold it out yeah. and say, oh, just uh, cross over your eyes. Like, oh, oh, man, I can't do this. And someone else will just grab it and take it off you. Call I you do. Uh... <laughs> and, then, uh, and, then, and then put it away. And after I three do... seconds, and everybody who's done shots in that night, none of you, nobody will ever remember that incident. I do. Uh, I do think this is... Because a different guy we used to go out with, um, I'll, I'll say, I was going to say you can bleep, but I don't fucking care if he listens or not. Uh, his name's Thomas. He, <laughs> he it really just wasn't a big drinker, but I guess wanted to keep the facade of being a big drinker up, which, you know, that's Ireland's problem. That's, that's an Irish problem of like, oh, we're supposed to be huge drinkers. It's the only thing to do here. So you have to be a giant drinker. It's like, all right, fuck off. Um, but he, like visibly got upset one time as he tried to tell us that the proper way to take shots is by sipping it actually and not by downing the shot and mm-hmm. i kept i kept asking him i was like well what's it called and he's like well it's a shot and i was like oh okay that's a shot okay and that would imply that you shoot it okay but but i was just i it's i think it's stuff like that which i mean that's just silly just don't do the shots you don't gotta do shots that's fine mm-hmm. Stick to your beer. Me and Eve have a new. I, I mean, if I, I say me and Eve, but this is my my new my new rule for the household that I guess is now stuck to everyone is that before we head out somewhere, we're going to do a tequila shot before going out. Mm. I just think it's a nice way to start the night. I think it's a good way to go to get the party going right from the get right from jump. It brings a tremendous energy to it. Same way yeah. having a shot of espresso and a shot of tequila. That's yeah. So if you're heading out, if you're heading out for a few drinks. Bang! Shot of tequila. Heading out for a dinner. And bang! Shot of tequila. Just the one. All you need is just a just a little little lubricant. Bang! That's, just a that's little called, shot. It's called an aperitif. It's called a problem. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
You can have a party, it's not a problem. That's true. So that, that's, my, that's my new house rule. So I mean, you guys will have to keep that in mind next time you're over and we're heading out anywhere because that's the new rule. It's house rule. I hope you got new, nice tequila. Like, what's the, What are we having? I do not have nice tequila because it's impossible to get nice tequila in Ireland. I have whatever, it's like San so, Cuervo or whatever. What a waste of nice tequila if you have to take it every time. No, so, it's a great use of it. Brush your teeth the, with it. The nicer the tequila, the, the less you can use it for anything that's not straight up drinking it with a, as a shot. Yeah. You know, if you if you have a bottle of like Patron, ah, uh, you can't, you can't, you can't do anything else with that. You gotta only shoot it. Mm. It's not, can't use it for anything else. It's 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 too it's too much too much. You gotta gotta shoot it. I guess that's how my stuff changed. I'm I'm like purely a spirits guy now. I've moved away from like beer entirely. I don't really drink wine. Never really a gigantic wine drinker. Yeah, I'm just I'm mostly spirits. I drink a lot of whiskey during the year, and then when it gets to winter for some reason, I stick to a lot of gin and tonics. Huh. I don't know why. They feel very end of year to me. Yeah, but they're great. A gin and tonic is great on like a crisp night. It's just a, it's a nice, like refreshing, like real like snappy drink. It's nice. Mm. It's good on a, it's good on a cold night in like December. Yeah, it's good. I stick so, to a lot of that. So take this advice uh, from from the sports club actually at DIT or the sports society at DIT. Well, the the, the clubs and sport clubs and socks office at DIT, which for many years presided over uh, boozy end of term sports parties. Um, their policy was they would pay for as much beer and cider and pints as people wanted to drink, but they wouldn't cover the cost of wine or spirits. So the open bar was open, but not for spirits or vino. At least I don't think there was vino involved. There might have been vino. But 20 plus years of long, hard experience from some of the sports officers, they said, this is how we know how to, we know how to, get, we know how to make, give people a very good party that will last a good long time and not cost too much if we just put them on the beer and the cider, and the pints. And it'll stop things getting too messy before everyone splits up. So See, my old college did the exact opposite of that. They gave everyone quadruple vodka shots for 50p, and then multiplied by the... Uh, the that was so great. Or, you know, it was, I mean, we can never go there again, but like, Wetterspoons in the UK, when I was in college, I don't know if they still do this, they did this this uh, every Friday, or every weekend night. I think Friday and Saturday, I don't think Sunday was the same, maybe it was. But they did seven vodka shots for seven pounds. And what a fucking deal. And they were different. They were like, there was, di- it was seven different vodka shots. So there was like a straight one in there. There was like a, they were like some that were like partially mixed. So they had like a licorice taste or whatever to them. Didn't matter. You're getting seven shots for seven quid. What a great fucking start to the night. <laughs> Sometimes I look back at how much I was able to drink when I was younger. Like the three beers, like, whoa, that's enough for me. I'm going to yeah, I miss not having hangovers because that was great. And now I don't have that. <laughs> I definitely no don't have that. young people, you will start getting much worse. Take advantage of it while you can. Yeah. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. I don't know if I want to encourage all young people into binging. But, you know, Before use the body to... you got. Before I started working in the wine shop, I never had any money. So I never went buying much drink anyway. But when I did, I started buying buying. Uh, a good bit of wine and and just beer on the uh, on the old staff discount, and then I bought whiskey for myself one year, and then I've become a connoisseur of whiskey ever since, and it's been very fine. Yeah, been a great, been a great buzz. And uh, yeah, yeah, spirits are uh, spirits are great to get into, um, especially because they're they're not as heavy, they're not as rough on the stomach. You know, you don't definitely don't feel like as groggy and as bad. On well, spirits, but also they have a they have a much like richer flavor pattern to them as well. So if you if you don't mind you don't mind getting used to a getting used to the taste of spirits in your mouth, 
And there's, there's very specific ways to drink spirits as well. Like people always make the mistake when they go to drink a spirit, they inhale as they're about to go and drink. And then, you know, a lot of the time you'll see people coughing. That's mostly just because they've just inhaled a whole bunch of fucking, like, you know, <laughs> point blank fumes. Yeah, right up their fucking nose and mouth. And so, you know, they cough. If you don't do that, if you take it in as any other drink and hold it in your mouth for like a split second, you won't even realize that you've just like, you know, swallowed a bunch of alcohol in. You know, you'll just get the taste of it. And then you swallow it, and you're good. You could go back to it again. This is Adam's spirit class. Any other yeah. spirit master? Any spirit master class lessons to give? Uh, yeah, if you're gonna make cocktails, just get like the fucking cheapest bottle of booze you can find. There's no. Uh, yeah, that's that's exactly true. Just get whatever it is. You the 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 drink is just there to cover up the taste. Unless you're gonna, unless you're gonna do something like say a mint julep, which requires you know, which has bourbon and mint as the main oh. flavor, but the, the main flavor is of bourbon. Say you don't need to be, uh, you don't need to be buying anything too posh. So uh, even for you're not gonna taste for, it anyway. Uh, mar- mar- maybe martinis, martinis, maybe argue for something a bit more premium. But like if yeah, you're just making, sure. if you're just making a lot of punch, say, or you're gonna mix with orange juice or cuba libres, as the, as the man says just get the cheapest run going you'd be grand yeah you know we, I, had, well, a, you know, we had a great time there on uh, the last weekend we were away surfing and got a got a bottle of the 14 euro little bourbon it was fine yeah. a little bit petrolly it's, maybe it's like Samuel maybe or something, isn't it no it's a uh, western gold western uh, gold okay yeah uh surprisingly surprisingly drinkable once you've had uh maybe two shots <laughs> yeah 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 like don't get me now, wrong other, like now, other other people may have disagreed with me but for 14 euro it was a it was a great way to get fucked up do you remember the worst drink we ever had which is when we did nightcap and it was the the <laughs> scotch whiskey blend that we picked up highland crown no it wasn't it was that stuff it was that stuff my brother brought us back from um what was from, that stuff from the czech republic the uh the thing with the uh it was the thing with the sailing ship on it and a load of that and that was horrible i don't remember that yeah yeah probably just as well no, that stuff was dog rough. It was some sort of schnapps. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I think I think that night might be up there with like the top three most alcohol I've ever drank in one night in my life. Yeah, it's I definitely not early. the top I stopped one. early that night. <laughs> yeah. And then me and Dan were drinking schooner cream and watching <laughs> hot fuzz at fucking four in the morning. Oh, yes, I'm wondering the next day why we were so fucking sick. <laughs> I, was, I was mostly amazed that I managed to go to work for 10 the next day. Yeah. Like five hours sleep, but still slightly drunk. We can put so that here's my, at the point. Here's your advice. Here's, here's the advice for people who want to go hard at it. Most of the damage gets done after midnight when the spirits come out, especially when it comes to, say, you throwing up. If you've had a feed of beer and then you start layering and drink on top of it, that makes you very... That makes you a lot drunker on top of a full stomach of uh, of liquid that isn't fully settled. Dangerous game. Dangerous game. That's that's where if the trouble you... begins, and it's quite easy. It's quite easy to start drinking, as as the man says. After midnight spirits, very very Moorish. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as well, that's, that's how the herd happens. If you if you get drunk enough to dance and then too drunk where you can't dance anymore, then you've gone too far. Mm. That's that's your measuring stick. If you've, had, that's your... if you've if you've had the one drink that's pushed you back into I'm not dancing now, you've had the too much. That's when mm-hmm. you need to regroup. In general, I was always very lucky. 
consent to get sick generally quite quick into a night. Like so after about like, you know, seven or eight pints I start feeling ill, be able to drink anymore. So I don't I can like an inbuilt uh wind out defense mechanism. Except when I was drinking Henry Weston's, which got all its alcohol in before I had a chance to get sick. I mean, in fairness, if I ever feel like I need to get sick, I'll just make myself get sick and then I'll go back to the party. You know, I mean, that's that's not going to put me out for the night. That's that's just a mild inconvenience and then it's gone. <laughs> you know, I'm good to go now. This this is I, I know some people like they get sick and that's like their rooms then for the rest of the night or like their room for like the next several hours or the rest of the day. But no, not me. Like I'll get sick and 10 minutes later, I'm good to go. Let's that's that's party. Let's go back to this. I've had I've had 18 spearmints and now I'm ready to back to go back drinking and dancing again. <laughs> if you're getting drunk enough to get sick, maybe you should drink less. Maybe or drink, more, or drink more slowly. Just curb your ambitions. Drink at your own pace. You do you. Yeah, I, d- I think that's the one place, people. This is a place have. for healthy advice. Healthy advice is healthy advice drink. from all healthy individuals. <laughs> yeah, healthy, healthy <laughs> advice. If you want to drink to excess, do it at your own pace. And really, you have to you know, work up to it. Yeah, you got to figure out pacing too. Pacing is hard. Because when you're young and you just want to kind of swallow back whatever's there, it's like, oh yeah, you know, that that's just how you drink. But you need to you need to figure out you need to figure out how you're you're planning to drink. And also, some days you don't want to swallow swap, back twenty four points. Swap every couple of pints out for a pint of water. Won't hurt. Save you a few I mean, quid too. Yeah, I mean, I'd do that if I was a coward. Mm. <laughs> All right, come on, let's move, let's move away from alcohol. Uh, Stephen, what's your topic? So, see my new chair. Yeah, Obviously, none of our listeners can, but maybe they can hear it. Hang on. The very nice new chair. Hang on, hang on. I'm going to find a creaky bit of it so you can hear. Steve, never become a foley artist. <laughs> you can create I'll do the office. Best. Do my best here. You can create the office chair sound with half a piece of tip before it goes. <laughs> it's, it's more silence than ever. It's, quite, it's quieter when I put the mic near it. I don't know why that is. Anyway, it's, um, not, yeah, it's, it's got performance anxiety. Nice, nice chair, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You, yeah, you it's a very nice chair. Describe. Uh, free off adverts. Oh, Today I'm talking about getting shit for free. Okay. Excellent. Uh, so, to, so today I got to go out and you know went into town, met a man, said his office was uh, throwing out all these these old old executive chairs because as a present their company had got them newer even posher chairs Ooh, for the return to the office of course and if you want to trick out your home office if say you are tricking out your home office now as i apparently am now is a good time because apparently lots of people are throwing out chairs basically basically if you're prepared to go to go to a place at a time that suits somebody else you can get all manner of nice stuff for absolutely free just by looking online and the same goes for just looking into skips that you pass on the way to and from places. Where, where do you look online? Uh, usually places like adverts.ie or uh, whatever your local classified site might happen to be. But if you're in Ireland, adverts.ie is the place to go because there's always pictures of this stuff. And um, you find the free you, shit. Whatever, basically, 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 whatever you need that you might spend up to 100 euro on, if you're prepared to bide your time and wait you can probably get for free or for a very very limited price because people have too much shit and people have too much shit in places that it doesn't suit them to have the shit i'm on uh, adverts.ie right now well, what okay, do you want to so get what do you want to find one of the coolest i don't know i'm just trying to see what's the okay there's a free tv stand a free photo printer free table someone's giving away a free photo printer 
That's good. Someone, someone's giving away free firewood, but is it showing the firewood? That's oh, sorry, I didn't know what firewood looks like. A free clothes bundle. Um, a free lightweight bamboo couch. Ooh. Free... Uh, someone else is giving away free firewood. A lot of people are giving away firewood. I think this person's giving away trash. They're get, they're making a mistake. We're heading into winter soon. They're gonna need that yep. firewood. They're just uh, they're getting used to all this summer, and they're like, it's great that we're now twenty degrees in Ireland every day. Uh uh uh. No <laughs> man, we're going back to normal soon. This person is giving away a whole box of rubbish, old okay. sofas, lots of clothes, some new old bicycle washing machine, and many more old stuff. Some rubbish you can give it all away for free to collect. <laughs> but I'm uh, looking at the pictures. It's mostly rubbish. It's all in bags. Nice, this nice. That's good. Away, uh, this person's given away a full cabinet. Basically, basically, by arrangement, you can have anything you might possibly want, or just about anything you might possibly want. By arrangement, if you're prepared to collect it, and I think that's this great. giving away a mood Irish ice cream counter. So, no, I didn't realize that that was a, an item of furniture. I mean, in fairness, this would have come in real handy when you guys moved into Canberra. Yeah. Oh yeah, but I didn't have a car then, so there wasn't there wasn't as much opportunity to go picking shit up. It was like fucking twenty lads living in the one house. You could have carried it. <laughs> I could have found the human car. We're gonna play a new game, maybe next week, where mm-hmm. we have to find the coolest item we can think of on adverts. Mm-hmm. The three of us have to find one of them, and then yeah. whoever has the coolest item at the lowest price wins. So it's gonna be like Top Gear. Kind of, yeah. Do we actually Except have to go and get? Do we actually have to physically secure the deal on the item? Or <laughs> no, no, we can just find the coolest item, and that's okay. You know, okay. we we get we can just find what the coolest item is, and then we will present it, and the winner get I don't know gets the the adverts cup. How are we going to judge this? Well, it'll be it'll be voted on by our peers. It'll be self evident which is the coolest item. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, we as a group will decide what the coolest item is, and okay. we will also. Uh, should we assemb- get- I think we should assemble a judging panel. Okay. We can my, do that. We can do that. My suspicion here is that I think free things are going to be better than things in the one euro to five euro range. Because Not if necessarily. Gonna, if you know, because if it's free, it's basically fuck it. I don't want to get rid of it. I don't think about it. But if it's five euro, you're willing to go to the effort of charging something for it. So you're not going to charge instead of sofa for five euros. You're just going to like get rid of that fucking sofa because there's no point even charging five for it. Well, yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. So if you can find something that's like say. A hundred quid, but a fucking hell of an item and a lot more expensive. You've won, potentially. So you know uh, we have we have some leeway. We have some leeway. Uh-huh. We'll put these on the. Well, we we'll do. We'll put them on the Instagram, and then it can get voted on, and we'll uh, see who the winner is. Yeah, baby. Woo! New game starting next week. Yeah, yeah I. Uh, I, I think, think I think like a cash in the attic. I think Steve is going to go down the office route. I'm going to try and find someone who's like in their 20s and is just panicking because they don't know how to get rid of furniture. I think I might get a good bit of furniture. Okay, that's a lot of strategy. Does it have to be off adverts or can it just be something I get for free somewhere? Uh, We'll we'll, we'll discuss the finer details offline. Okay. I am sweating like a pig. Uh, Yeah, I... uh, It's not free, but in the office furniture stuff, I did order myself a new desk. Although... Maybe it's not a desk. Who knows? Although the problem is, order this thing, get an email, and it's from the lady in the factory, and she says, hey, are you sure you want this? It's like, well, yes. I 
specifically picked it and I added it to a cart and then I went through the details and I put in all my information and I gave you my credit card number. Um, so yeah, I, I would like it. I would like this thing. It's a folding table. Mm. So it's a nice big table with folding legs on it and it means that I can stick it away when I don't need it and I can, I can go from there. It's very expensive, but you know, that's fine. She got back to me and she said, okay, cool. This takes 30 working days to make. What? Because we make them by order, she says. I don't understand what that means. Uh. You are an office supplies company. This is a chunk of wood with a leg on it. How the fuck do you take 30 days to make this thing? They have to grow the tree first. <laughs> yeah. It actually takes uh, 113 years for uh, this table to be ready. So I will, uh, I will give a review in mid to late September when I finally get my new table. <laughs> and I, maybe I'll recommend it. Maybe it's a great table and it's worth the hassle and the cost. Does it not make you feel like a big shot getting a custom-made table? It's the not custom-made. Some fucking carpenter is, is this, like working his fingers to the bone because you want this. This is horseshit. These things are not custom-made, and I'll tell you why. These are office de- desks that they have that Ooh. fold up to save space. But they also have different shaped desks that can go with it to create new size desks. So if you have these big long, like the particular long one that I ordered, they have end pieces on it that basically round it out like a big like conference room table with like these little half tables on each end instead of adding more like a brand new like only functioning ones table. This is horseshit. This is not custom made. I've been lied to. I've been lied to and I've been charged a fortune for the fucking privilege of it. The fact that you're charged a fortune then credence to the idea that they are custom making it. Yeah, I don't. I, they're not custom making. This thing's going through a fucking factory in fucking Westchester or something. No fucking way they're making this shit. I feel robbed. Maybe it's a good table though. You know, you just these are these are kind of adult things for all the children listening. These are great adult things that you got to get used to in your life. Where uh, you know sometimes you got to spend an exorbitant amount of money on a fucking folding table. Everything folds. You have to keep track of that when you're when you're buying other things because, you know, they just skew massively sometimes. They're like, okay, a table, how much is that? A few hundred? And then you see like, oh no, this type of table is in the thousands. And the, the cheapest one you get that'll break after a few years is in the thousands. Yeah. Or, you know, you say, how much, like, I, I believe they replace our fridge before and I was genuinely stumped at how much a fridge would be. I had no clue how, you know, because I, I think everyone has their own mental calculation of price. It's, it's heavy, so it'll probably cost something. Yeah. Or um, it's complex, so it costs something. But I have no, a fridge seems complex, but also it seems like it's been around for long enough that it's not like that hard to make anymore. Like, I think everyone knows how to make a fridge. Not yeah, everyone, I mean, like everyone at Sony. Or, uh, I, I don't know how to make a fridge. Well, actually, I, I do, sorry. I, I know in theory how it works, but I don't think I could bodge one together. I think it would probably take me all year. Okay. Well, that's, that's, our, that's your New Year's resolution. Make your New Year's resolution for 2022 is you're going to make your own fridge. Did you ever see that YouTube channel where the guy makes things completely from scratch? Like he makes a turkey sandwich by, <laughs> yeah, or he makes a chicken sandwich by baking it. Like he doesn't even he doesn't even start he doesn't even start with wheat. He's he's growing that fucking shit. Yeah, he's raising the chicken and slaughtering it. He's making the mayonnaise. He's growing the eggs. He's got the lettuce going. It takes him all year. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I as soon as you said the guy that makes things from scratch, the first thing I went to was the chicken sandwich. I know exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> also, didn't it like end up being extremely expensive as well because of all the 
stuff he had to cobble together, like as opposed to just going to buy a chicken sandwich. Well, yeah, but I mean, you know, obviously there are economies of scale at work, and this is why people don't raise their own chicken sandwiches from scratch. I fucking would. Would you be able to eat a pet? If you had chickens at home, would you be able to eat that chicken? Do people think of them as pets? I think uh, people who I mean, people de- who live de- with that. It depends on if you have it as a genuine pet or not, though, right? Mm. Like if you have a, you know, if you have a chicken, that's not a that's not a chicken you're planning to eat. <laughs> well, I get, I get <laughs> that's I get the impression that like people are raised for birth from birth on farms to understand the sensibility of like pigs being sent off to the slaughter. I think that's all part of the whole farming ethos. That's why so many people, so few people seem to be like born in or go into it in later life. Most mostly people are born into it because it's an ethos as much as a. Yeah, true, true, true. I like different, when uh, different under- different understanding of animal husbandry for people who actually farm them. I like when uh, when people that farm animals for food, um, on a mass scale <laughs> as well, which is always really funny. That like, oh, this we need this food in our lives. Which how much of that goes to fucking waste? Probably a lot. Um. Where they always tell you, like, oh no, we can't possibly do these ecological things because that'll that'll affect the, the chicken and the cows and the pigs, and that'll really bring down how many of them we can send off to slaughter. And it's like, you know what also affects them? Shooting them in the fucking head, mate. <laughs> you know, it, like, I understand. Like, you know, I I heard the farmers recently complaining that, like, oh, we have to cut down all this grass because if we don't cut down the grass, then there'll be flies, and there's flies, and the cows will huddle together, and the cows huddle together to get too warm, and you won't have mm-hmm. enough calves. And I was just thinking, and they were saying, like, this is really bad for their health, and I was just thinking, like, you're gonna shoot this fucker in the head, dude. This uh, is uh this fucker's going off to like, you know, smoking bones and they're gonna make a dinner out of him for eighty quid. I uh, I don't think you're a humanitarian here, buddy. I think what's also uh, really bad for the animal is uh killing it. Uh, I'm I'm not an expert. Um, if there's any farmers out there and they can confirm if killing animals is bad for their health, you know, kind of like how flies are, uh <laughs> let me know. Uh I would love to be to be shown uh, if I'm correct or not, or if my assumption is wrong. Huh. We could have that got more engagement than our, us literally asking uh, listeners why they listen to us. If instead you get like three listeners responding to that, but we get twenty farmers responding. Podcast question of the week: Is it bad to kill the animal? Is it bad for their health? Do they recover? If they do, when do they recover? I would love to know. Hit me up. <laughs> yeah, baby, let's do it. So is is your topic your folding table? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess so. I'm going through like a bit of a of a home renovation now. In the past past couple weeks, I've I don't know. This place is starting to drag. What stuff do you need? I I haven't decided yet. I have to really decide what I'm going to do. But I need to. Do you need me to back my car up to your back door and take stuff to the dump for you? No, I won't need that. I, I, but I, I, you know, I, maybe I'll have to head out to IKEA or something at some point, or get some. IKEA done. trip, IKEA trip, IKEA trip. Can we get meatballs? Let's get meatballs. Sure. Media Suplex goes to IKEA. The gang goes to IKEA. Meatball E Suplex. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Media meatballs. <laughs> oh no, sorry, that's the RTE newsroom. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. I, uh, <laughs> yeah, I got nothing left. I, I'm, I, I'm, uh, I'm running on empty today. I've got it's been a busy day, busy week. That's okay. That's all right. That's all right. You know, things are going things are going good. I've spent a fortune on a table and uh, that's all I got. Uh-huh. <laughs> and now I'm slowly making my way and tearing through the fucking house because the past year has just left me very annoyed with space and layouts and 
I need to just buy a fucking place, right? Yeah, that is. Uh, that if is you can afford course. to, you should. Unless you want to be on a housing co-op. We start a housing co-op. I mean, will we get money from a bank? Probably not, no. Oh, well then no. <laughs> no, not if it's not feasible. No. I want to, I want to, yeah, okay. Well, we'll see. I don't want to buy a place here, dude. They're all going to fucking fall apart in a year anyway. They're mm. all made out of like fucking Legos or whatever. <laughs> or they're fucking, no, they're not. They're made out of Mega Blocks. And then it's like, oh, well, you know, yeah, we made them out of Mega Blocks and that didn't work. I know they're supposed to be Lego, but like, you know. Really, we should only have to cover half of this if you're really going to brought it. What the fuck's <laughs> up with Leo? I keep texting my mate Leo and he's real quiet lately. What's going on? Is, is, is he okay? I don't know. Been quiet. Oh, that's, a real, that's a real shame. Um, mm. I am glad, though, that, like, you know, fucking world's on fire and uh, every fucking newspaper is telling me that, like, Pascal Donahue, he is really, like, he actually likes Leo's <laughs> excuse. He thinks Leo actually has a very good point. Um, I don't give a fuck what Pascal Donahue thinks about anything. Why are you putting this on front page news? Who gives a fuck? I want Leo to answer. Fuck Pascal Donahue. Get the fuck out of here, dude. <laughs> I feel like I Pascal Donahue has nudes somewhere. Like, it's amazing how he just gets non-stop positive coverage. He's like <laughs> a good boy in school. Yeah, I was, I was trying to, I was reading up on different stuff the other day and every fucking website I went to, front fucking page, it's fucking Pascal Donahue, and it's him going, I actually, Leo, Leo's a good man. He made a good point. I agree with him. And it's like, uh, I wouldn't expect you not to agree with him. <laughs> this isn't news. This is exactly what I would expect and what everyone should expect. <laughs> what? Get the fuck out of here. I don't care. Stop asking people that aren't Leo. No. And get Jack Chambers off the fucking radio every time these fucking senior ministers go to hiding. I didn't want to listen to him before he won. I don't want to listen to him now. That should be the end. Just cut Get off the dead, stage dead, dead silence. Dead silence after our, our, our admonition of Jack Chambers. Jack podcast Chambers. Podcast enemy number one. It's the been original four years. podcast. Yeah, that is true. One of the original podcast episode, I think episode one or episode two, was Jack Chambers as a weenie. And he's only gotten more weenie since then. I think his head's gotten bigger. Yeah, well, it's because he, he absorbed his Lord Mayor medal. And uh, just he just fucking sucked it in, and his head got twice the size. Yup. I am melting sense. here. I'm like a fucking ice cream cone melting. I need to get out of here and go get into the fucking ice. Oh, actually, I'm going to go get an ice cream. That's, that's what I'm going to do today. This has been episode 24 of Morning Brew. I oh. have been Adam Sheridan. You can follow me at Swaggergills. I'm Stephen Burke. You can follow me at Alan Barkhawk, and you can tweet mean things at me too if you want. Yeah, everyone else does. I said, Daniel Mr. Daniel Purcell, no mean things, please. Of course, you should follow us on iTunes and Spotify, like the podcast, follow the podcast, share the podcast with your friends. We're also on and, Twitter at Media Suplex, us, on Instagram. And tell us what you think. Yeah, make sure, make sure you tell us, us what you think. Us. Tell us what come your favorite parts your, are. Tell us what you'd like to see with, in the future. Come at us also, with your abuse, your death threats, whatever you need to say. Just get Tell us how excited you are about Idris Elba being the voice of Knuckles in Sonic the Hedgehog 2. How excited is that? Probably very. Especially when we make Adam watch it. <laughs> hey, the fucking cinemas be back open then. We're all fucking going, baby.